This episode contains discussion of sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Dating Talk with Keely. Well, welcome back, Jay. Heyo. From episode three and yep. episode 15 where you interview me. That's right. <laughs> Very excited to have you back. Thank you for having me. So we're going to do things a little differently today. We are. Because you are in a show. Indeed, I am. At the moment. Ah, it's so exciting. <laughs> Wait, are you acting right now? Oh, wow. I see that callback <laughs> that you did right there. And I appreciate that. Can I get a high five for that? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> um, for the record, I'm not. But, you know, maybe I am. Who knows? Yeah. So let's talk about how dating is going for the both of us first before we get into your show. And sure. some sex ed education stuff yeah yeah um so how is dating going for you at the moment wowzers um it's um it's um it's going all right i guess uh, I'm, I'm trying i suppose yeah uh you know i um i do uh i know the last time we uh, did an episode we talked about different like online dating websites that we use and currently i'm only using hinge now me too. Me yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm over Tinder. I feel like that's just like a whole thing that I'm not willing to explore anymore. I've been there, done that. I mean, I don't knock the hustle for anyone who do it, but yeah, I just I'm okay on that. Hinge has been the adult version of all these like dating websites that we've been using and shit like that. So yeah, uh, it's been great. I guess uh, I'm trying. Okay. Trying my best. I did. I was in a six month relationship for some time, and that ended not so great because people suck sometimes <laughs> uh but yeah since then i've just sort of like been trying working and oh tuna <laughs> <laughs> sorry there's a box in my room um but yeah no i've been trying and it's been fun um i've been on this exploration where i want to just kind of give people the benefit of the doubt again i i got tired of being jaded and uh i haven't gone on too many dates but i've gone on a few some have been more interesting than others, and other ones I'd never want to ever do again. But, yeah. Do you want to tell me about a bad experience and a good experience? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I went on a date with somebody from Hinge, and, I mean, it, it really isn't a long story. It was just more like there was just very little to no substance. Okay. You know, I felt myself carrying the conversation, which I, I'm okay with to a certain extent, but, like, after a while it gets to be, like, a chore and, like, then you just, I mean, you don't feel the back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I mean, that's just, like, a bad situation. I wouldn't call it bad, but, like, it's just, like, a situation that I had. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to wash that out. Good situation. Um, which, ultimately, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to see this person again. But I, I think that uh, we had really good um, eye contact, and which I really love. I yeah. love uh, great eye contact, great conversation. I like diving deep. Which is good sometimes, and sometimes it's bad. But, uh, yeah, this uh, one particular date, I had really excellent eye contact. We were talking about very personal things. I felt like I wasn't carrying the conversation for a change, and um, things transpired. And, like, that's cool. Uh, But, you know, I don't know. Dating in New York City is like rolling the dice. Either you win or you lose. So true. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so I've been on a few dates recently. Yeah, tell me all about it. One, I could tell he was a little bit of a fuck boy. Oh, fuck boys. Um, but it was fine. Like, I didn't go home with him or anything, so, like, who cares? But also, if I did, who cares as well? I don't mean it like Yeah, that. no. I just mean, like, I'm at a place in my life that I'm not looking for a fuck boy, which is why I didn't use and abuse him. Right. For being a fuck boy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is a sex positive yeah, conversation. Exactly. So if you want to do Listen, whatever you do, yeah, do it. In the past, I would have definitely been like, "Well, if he's a fuck boy, then let's do this." You know, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Um, but we had like a super hot makeout, and then we really haven't talked much since. I was traveling, and then he was traveling, and it kind of just fell off. I think, yeah. which is totally fine. And then this other guy, I actually had my third date with. Um, earlier this week, and oh, I hope he's not listening. No, uh oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I always ask my dates not to listen and to get to know me for me, right? And right. like not through a podcast, and I hope that they respect that. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I just decided that like I don't feel like a sexual chemistry with him. Like our third date, we we went back to his place and like. We kissed a little bit, and then, like, I just went home. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I really wanted to go there, which right, was, like, right. a sign for me that, like, obviously this probably is not <laughs> going in that direction, yeah, you know? Obviously. obviously. You so, know when you know. Um, yeah, so I'll tell him probably, like, the next time. If he, like, reaches out, I'll probably just be like, yeah, I just didn't feel like the chemistry or... Just be honest, you know, instead of a... That's so interesting that you mentioned that because I did have a date with somebody and it was really unexpected because it was someone that actually wasn't trying to date. It wasn't like an online situation. I met this person in person. Like, we just yeah. had a conversation, had a vibe. I got her Instagram. We're going back and forth. We met, we talked. And again, very intense conversation, very great eye contact, which I relish in. And we even went home with each other. Yeah. Which was like, holy shit, like, th- this is a bonus. I-, I came all the way to Brooklyn to just have a conversation and go yeah. to my friend's place around the corner. Uh, but then we went home with each other and things happened. And then like, then we hung out again and like things happened again. And then suddenly it was like <laughs> ghost and not even like the traditional oh, ghost. She ghosted you. Well, I wouldn't say that it was ghosting cause it's weird because I, I go to this place in Brooklyn. It's a great cafe slash like bar. And, um, yeah, she's there all the time and like, cool. That's her place. I mean, but at the same time, like, I'm there often, and I always found myself, every time running into her, being slowly removed from her, like, space, which is fine. Like, that's your choice, but I find that it's it's great that you want to communicate with this person, that yeah. you don't want to do that. Whereas she sort of just kind of, like, suffered in silence and, like, just kind of, like, removed me. And, like, we would see each other, say hello. Sometimes it's awkward, sometimes it's not. Like, sometimes she's hot, sometimes she's cold, like, in her, like... She's just not that into you. Yeah, I guess that's the case, <laughs> which is fine, yeah. you know, uh, for the record. But I feel like communication is a thing, especially when there's this premise of, like, look, like, we can get into this and it's totally cool. But, like, you know, just just say what you mean, mean what you say, and, like, don't, like, there's no reason. If you want to have it to be a one-night stand, by all means, like, again, sex-positive person. But don't, like, don't do that. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Um, what about any good or bad sex experiences lately? Experiences. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that I had a very positive sex experience with this person that I was just referring to. 
but again, it just became negative after we stopped doing it because it was just like, wait a minute, like we <laughs> legitimately had a good time. Like I feel like that was yeah. a thing. I was like very much so like, oh, like I want to please you. I want yeah. to be in your space and like do the things that you want because it's good for you and it's good for me as a result. But um, I also did have a very <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> wild and rambunctious. Um, open situation where there was a a couple people that I was with. Oh, okay. And uh I'm not going to get too deep into it, but it was definitely something that like opened my eyes to group settings okay. and I was very pleased with what happened, but I also Why like, are you not going into detail? Well, because you know, I just uh I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> it was it's my first time doing that and like I I um doing what? Just being in a group setting. Okay, so like having group sex. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, in a group setting. It wasn't necessarily group sex, but... Okay. At any rate, yeah, it was, it was just so like... So you went to like a sex party or something? No, I did go to a sex party at one point in my life, but this was not a sex party. It was a very intimate like, okay. situation. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was really fun, but I was also like... I <laughs> almost had like group like sexual experience PTSD because after the fact I was just kind of like what the hell just happened okay because it happened so organically it was like not even a plan it just happened and sort of went from there and like now I'm just kind of like wow okay that's uh something that's under my belt I suppose but I I um was happy with it because I I it it took a certain level of bravery and like self-awareness to go there and that's what I took out of it more than anything, rather than, like, the sexual experience itself. Yeah. yeah. And it's also just, like, fun to get new experiences under your belt. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah. All right, I'm trying to think if I've had any, like, sex experiences. I have this one guy that, like, I call here and there, like, basically fuck buddy situation. Oh, yeah? But I'm kind of over it, so I haven't really had that many encounters lately. Why are you over it? Just because, like... I don't really like him very much. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Keely, tell me how you really feel. He just, like, lives close by. I like him as a friend. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. And, like, our sex is fine. It's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. mind-blowing, and it's not bad in any way, shape, or form. But I think I'm just over, like, just doing it because I'm horny. And, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'm not saying I won't call him again. Like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But I haven't in a while. And right. I don't see myself anytime soon, basically. Right. And so to touch back on what we were just talking about before, I feel like that's why I was being so, like, reserved and shy about it. Because I'm, like, also, like, I want nothing against that experience. Because that experience was, like, very new and glorious in its own way but like I'm also I feel like I feel like since our first podcast I've been a little bit more reserved and uh just like I don't want to have sex just to have sex yeah yeah like I'm down to have sex and have sex for sex especially the the chemistry and things are a thing but I also just feel like it's weird like I agree with you I feel like I'm a little more pickier than I used to be Mm -hmm. yeah definitely like I used to like go on a date and be like well he's hot whatever let's let's get it on yeah yeah like and I'm just not like that anymore Mm -hmm. unfortunately though I mean like I wish I got (laughs) I I honestly wish I was getting laid more like I feel like I should get on like FetLife or something Uh, just have like a bunch of like 
fun experiences. Right. I, I, I actually had a bout of unemployment for a while there, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm an actor. I really want yeah. to do this full time, so maybe I, I, I should find a sugar mama. Like, maybe that would be the We're thing. We're too old, I think, for sugar mamas and sugar daddies. But I have such good skincare. Like, maybe I would look young enough for them, and, like, that would be fine, but I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's a little ridiculous to say. I mean, I look young, too, but... Of course you do. And yeah. you also have a really good skin regimen as well. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's one thing we get along on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I recently saw, like, you know those Instagram ads? I saw one for a skincare fridge where it, like, <laughs> cools down all. So, like, when you put all your skincare on, it's all, like, nice and cold. Wow. And I was like, ooh, scrolling past that real fast before I spend, like, my rent money on a yeah, fucking yeah. skincare fridge. <laughs> Can you imagine having a fucking uh, a fridge in your room and justifying it to your roommate being like, hey, listen, you didn't pay rent this month. Can you tell me why that is? And it's like, look at this fucking fridge. Like, it's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me about the show you're in. I'm obviously going to put it in the episode notes, but tell everybody about your show. Wow. Well, thank you, first of all. Uh, that's It's uh, the first uh, show that I've booked in New York City theater-wise, and uh, it's called Donuts and Holes, a play about sex, and it has a series of seven different plays, and the one that I'm in is called Becky Knows What Sex Is, and um, I play a gay Latino Jewish man who is married and has a daughter who is, um, she gets in trouble in school for talking about sex, and... um, this married couple, these two characters kind of deal with that in their own way, where my character's a little less sex positive and more reserved, which is completely fucking opposite. I was going to say, that's so you. (laughs) It's like not me at all. And uh, my partner is a little more out and about about his lifestyle, our lifestyle rather, and um, he wants to be able to convey and teach. And I'm like, let's shut it down. Let's wait. Let's wait. Um, so yeah, there's that, and uh, there's a, a multitude of different shows. Like there's this one show, there are two acts in the play, and the way the first act closes is phenomenal. There's one actress who uh, actually finds a way through a movement piece to convey masturbation, female masturbation, okay. and like how that goes, and it's Ooh, really, I'm really excited to see it's that. It's it's enticing. It's really something else. It's a way to like close the first half and like move into the second half. But at any rate, we have seven different plays. They're all ten minutes long, and they're all different like renditions of just like you know um, stories and motives about sex education and dealing with those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you decide to come to the show. Uh, I, I already got my tickets. Yes, I suggest oh, everyone else do the same. You are amazing. And <laughs> yes, you would all be amazing if you did the same thing too. But uh, yeah, it's a really exciting thing. And it's just rooted in sex education, sex positivity. There's a lot of like really funny stuff. There's a lot of tender moments. Uh, I just, it's really one of the best things that I've ever gotten the chance to participate as an actor yeah. and as a human and yeah, and I it's love it. at Brunch Theater. Correct? It's uh, Brunch Theater Company is the name of the theater the company, company, and okay. it's at the Caveat, which is on Clinton uh, Street or Avenue in the East Village. Okay, cool. Yeah, Caveat Theater. Yep. Cool. Um, the last thing that you were just talking about reminds me when I when I was in like community college, we hmm. had a dance performance where we like got to like make up our all of our own dances or whatever. Oh, lovely. 
And my friend Aubrey was such, like, she was just, like, so bad in school, but she was the best fucking ballerina. Like, she was so fucking good, right? And, like, she just never showed up for, like, anything. Like, she didn't even go to her ballet classes. Like, she just was, like, one of those people that, like, (laughs) came and, like, smoked weed with us and, like, did literally nothing. And then, so, it was, like, the day, it was, like, the rehearsal before the show or whatever. Where we all, like, are watching each other's performances or whatever. And we hadn't even seen, we haven't seen any of her like solo at all, right? Right. And she brings out this huge like armchair that would be like in an old living room. Right. And she puts it on the stage and she has point shoes on. She walks back off the stage and it's this French song that starts playing. And she comes in and she's doing this whole ballet number on point. And she's doing it in the chair with her, like, legs up and, like, twirling her arms and her legs in this, like, sexual way. And yeah. all of us are just, like, so impressed. We're, like, yeah. standing on our feet, like, yelling and clapping. And it just reminded me of, like, something like that where it mm-hmm. was just, like, she's, like, almost having an orgasm on stage. It came out of fucking nowhere. No one knew. <laughs> like, everyone else had seen each other's routines and been, right. like, yeah, that's cool. That's fierce. But then, like, all of a sudden, the girl who, like, sleeps through every class and just gets high all the time is now having, like, an orgasm in point <laughs> shoes, like, on a fucking chair at, like, Duchess Community College. Right, right, like, right. And it was just, it was it was amazing. It just reminded me of that. Wow. Well, um, <laughs> that being said, I think that when you come to the show, you will certainly enjoy what this uh, lovely dancer slash slash actress has to bring to the table absolutely yeah it's really something else for sure so let's get into like some like how we learned about sex and so let's start with how young your like first sexual experience was whether that was masturbating whether that was sex whether that was a girl giving you a blowjob what like you know like what do you remember well as like your first sexual experience i do remember the first few times that i experimented with masturbation but i think my true sexual awakening came in high school um and this was so odd because uh i guess they had an issue with sexual experiences in high school in the in the hallways and so as a result of like not only just that other like complications that were happening between students that uh, my high school installed um cameras mm. in the building. And so obviously for for whatever reason, like these experiences diminished. And um but uh I found <laughs> I used to be in stage crew and I found this one corner where the camera there was a blind spot <laughs> and I got lured downstairs for a makeout session Ooh. with uh, my one of my first girlfriends at the time and uh <laughs> let's call her Tina. Yeah, Tina. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head. I will I will totally roll with you on this one. So <laughs> Tina and I uh, go to this one blind spot and we're making out and having a great time. And suddenly I mustered up the courage to ask her for a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And um, she accepted consensually. <laughs> <laughs> and um, things were happening. And then suddenly, I think we heard someone come out of a doorway or something upstairs. So we got frightened. And then uh, she stopped. And I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you know, we got we to go run back upstairs and do our stage crew thing. And um, 
this is obviously before I was an actor. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then, um, I couldn't help but, like, go to one of my closest friends after and be like, you won't believe what just happened. And he was like, what's up, man? And I was like, I got a half blowjob. <laughs> and, and, and he, he goes, what's a half blowjob? And I was like, oh, well, I, I, I didn't finish. I didn't finish, you know, because somebody interrupted. And he was like, oh, man, that sucks. And I was like, no, it was, it was wonderful. amazing, yeah. I can't believe it. It finally happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my first, like, sexual experience that, like, really, like, heightened me to where I felt like I wanted to go other places as a result after that. But yeah. that's pretty, it's pretty conservative growing up. I kept it pretty simple. Um, so I was a very early on masturbator. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember being, I don't know how old you are when you sit in the front of a cart at the grocery store, but I used to rub my vagina on that like this no way. like bouncing up and down and my mom be like stop 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 <laughs> like, I clearly like remember that uh-huh. and it's not something that my mom has talked to me about since so like it's it's like a it's in my brain right. so I think I must have been like what two or three yeah. like like very young and then I remember rubbing a pillow against my vagina when I was, mm-hmm. like, six. Mm-hmm. I remember rubbing up against doors, like, in my bedroom. Like, I would, like, sec- like dance sexy on my door, but really, I was rubbing my vagina against <laughs> the door because it, like, felt good. Yeah. And I remember having a sleepover once and, like, showed all the other girls how to rub a pillow on their vagina. No way. Yeah, at a very young age and being like, doesn't this feel good? Like, doesn't yeah. this feel crazy? Like I, like, I was definitely very early on, like, a sexual little, like, being. Yeah, me, I mean, me too. I, I, I was, I don't know. See, that's the thing. And I know that, like, we have loads to talk about when it comes to, like, that sort of thing. But I was always, like, very shameful of masturbating. I didn't right. understand why I liked it so much. I also would do it in private, um like, face down somewhere where, like, my hand would be down there, but, like, I would know, I wouldn't know how to, like, I didn't yeah. do the conventional jerk-off motion, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was more just, like, Mine was face of, down, too, when I was younger. Yeah. And I think that's, like, I think that's across the board for kids. I yeah. think that's the only way that they know how to really, like, Yeah. one of the very few ways that they know how to, like, express themselves that way. But, yeah, yeah. it was always a face down, like, laying down. Like, I was never shameful of it, though, because I just always did it like, besides, like, I mean, when I was really young, like, in the grocery store, like I said, but, like, I always did it in my room. Like, I never, and, like, even, like, showing the girls at the sleepover, like, I didn't feel any shame about it because I didn't really know what was happening. Right. Like, I just knew it felt good, and I was like, this is cool. Right, right. Like, and for some reason, like, I just instinctually knew not to do it in front of my parents right. or, like, outside of my room like I just right. instinctually like knew that at a very young age yeah I, I I grew up I grew up um very religious and I think I learned too much about that shame very quickly at a young yes, age yes yeah so, I wasn't like, religious right and that and and thank god for that for you you know what I mean like <laughs> you see what I did there um I, but I just I, I was very always like shameful of it but I was also like I know that this energy lives in my body and I always wanted to express it and I would do it in privacy or the privacy, rather, of my own, like, in my room or, like, whatever, or whenever when no one was around, but I, I just but you couldn't, can still, like, Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel shame when they're younger about yeah. those kinds of things, especially, yeah. like, with growing up religious, for sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so how about your parents? Did they have, like, the sex talk with you? What was that like? <laughs> Mom and Dad, forgive me in advance. I know that I'm going to do you justice, but this is pretty much how I remember it went down. I think that at a young age, my father did his best to explain uh, the male aspect of it. You know, not that, like, gender is important but back then that was the way I was raised so I mean however you identify rather excuse me I just mean like back then he was like this is what a man does and like blah 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 and he um did his best to explain that a penis goes into a vagina and like had that sort of thing but it was always like very tense mm. you know he he always had a hard time copping to that responsibility Whereas my mother was a little more gentle and a little more um, open. Yeah. You know, she um, was like, okay, your father was right about this, but like, also like, listen to <laughs> what she wants. Pay attention oh, to what she good. wants. Oh, that's good. From a very young age, she was always very much so like, as a man, this is your responsibility. Protect that's yourself. That's good. More people need to be like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. So it was always a really weird conversation with both of them because it happened different times for different reasons. But ultimately, I feel like given the time that I grew up in, mm -hmm. they did the best that they could. They were certainly way more progressive than uh, most parents in my culture were. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. So I was like a pretty innocent child. Um, <laughs> really? So when I was... 12 I was outside and these girls used to pick on me because I would just be by myself all the time like walking down the street singing and talking to myself and playing weird games with myself mm -hmm. and they were picking on me and they were like what do you know what sex is and I was like yeah and they're like what is it and I was like it's like when you like touch down there and they were like ha ha oh, wow. they were like laughing so hard and my sister came like running up and she was like if you pick on my sister, I will beat the fucking shit out of you. Like, you know, so they like ran off. And then my sister was like, do you know, you do you want to know what sex is? And I was like, I know what it is. She's like, that's not right. Do you want to know what sex is? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, it's when a boy puts his penis in a girl's vagina. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like, that was it. That was literally the talk. And then, oh, shit. And then, I mean, she was only 14. You right. know what I mean? So, like... Barely she, knew anything. Yeah, like, she was, so she <laughs> was just like, best. do you want to know? Okay, that's what it is. And then, when I was 16, I had a boyfriend for a long time. And I think my mom... Like, I wasn't planning on having sex with him at the time. But I think my mom, like, knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. So, my mom was like, Have, are you are you still a virgin? And I was like, yeah, mom. Like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, you know, like, being like... Right. Like, what are you talking about? Of course I am. And then... um, she was like, well, we're going to go to an OBGYN. You're going to get checked out, and we're going to get you on birth control. And I was like, okay. And she's like, do you have any questions? And I was like, no, I talked to Ashley. And she was like, okay. And that was it. Wow. And that was literally it. And then, um, yeah, and then the doctor asked if I had any questions as well. And I was like, no, I'm good. And then, yeah, that was that was basically it. My yeah. dad definitely never talked to me about sex. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my dad certainly had a rough time with it. And, I, and you know, God bless his soul. Like, he, he tried his best. Mm -hmm. You know, he did uh, he did the best that he could. I don't think that he was very equipped 
you know, from my perspective at least, I don't think he was very equipped. And even if he was, he hid it from me very well. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is why I feel like I identify so much with this character that I'm playing mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah, I get why this character doesn't want to talk to his daughter about sex. Whereas, like, my father... Yeah, like, if my dad had a yeah. son, I think he would talk to him. But, um... I don't think you talk to us, girl. Yeah. He literally was just like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, to this day, like, he does not want to know anything yeah. about, of course, like, he just doesn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. even if I'm like, Dad, I'm going to date, he'll be like, oh, well, I don't need to know about that. Like, yeah. he'll like... <laughs> Have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly can't talk to my dad about sex now. Like, I mean, it's not that I can't. I can, yeah. but he's not ready for it. Like, I know that right. if I were to open up to him truly about it, he would be like, so, uh, just tell me that you're protecting yourself. Of course I am. Okay, great. Thank you. Good. And that's it. And that's the end of the conversation right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's go over sex ed in school. Yeah. Um, I'm 32, you're... I'm 36. So it was, high school was... In the early 2000s. Yeah, I was just about to say early 2000s for mm-hmm. us. Okay, so what was sex education like in your school? Well, it was actually pretty... Um, most of the time our gym teachers sort of handled that. Mm-hmm. And we had videos. They didn't necessarily preach abstinence. Okay. They did promote condoms as an alternative use and methods of birth control. Uh, but yeah, I, I just... Um, we had a lot of videos. <laughs> okay. We had a lot of videos. I think that the, the, the teachers were always um, compelled to speak and piggyback on the videos, but like not necessarily like go dive deep into like the things. They would just like sort of reiterate. But it was pretty progressive. Like I, I grew up in a very progressive school. We were definitely different and just enjoyed like talking about it to a certain level, but there was a certain level that we never went past, you know. There were some other teachers that definitely would go past that level, Mm -hmm. and I would hear stories about that in school, and I'd be like, oh, man, I just, I wanted that teacher, you know what I mean? Because, like, I just, I, like, I love talking about sex, but also, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that out loud kind of thing, so, no. Um, so, I have a completely different experience. Really? So, I grew up in a very small town, primarily white, um... (laughs) And we had, like, maybe two black people, brother and sister, is the only people I can think of that right. were of color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A couple Spanish people, but, like, it was just a bunch of white people, basically. <laughs> um, and I actually texted my group of girlfriends from high school today and right. just wanted to make sure I had the right sense. Right. Um, it was actually really bad um so we had in middle school they separated the girls and the boys and they taught the girls about their periods and the boys about like wet dreams and stuff right and then in high school like during health class they obviously like told us about like our anatomies basically Mm -hmm. um but then when it came to like sex talk it was abstinent based Mm -hmm. and they had kids from rough backgrounds that went to like a secondary school or like 
alternative program type Al- situation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. and talk to us white privileged kids <laughs> about getting pregnant young. Wow. And or their parents getting pregnant young. Right. And STDs. Oh, shit. And we all were in the chat like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, that happened. Like, shit got real. Yeah, like, they actually, I, like, I hope that's still not something that's happening. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, oh when I thought back, so I didn't really remember that, but all of them did. What I remembered was just, like, don't have sex. And if you do, like, use condoms, like, I and, like, if you do, you could still get an STD, and, like, you're gonna get an STD. Like, that's yeah. what I remember. Um, and as far as, like, kids coming in that were, like, pregnant at a young age and yeah. stuff, I don't really remember, but it seemed like it was rough. I mean, I'm sure they had, like, had the choice, but they were probably just like, oh, it gives us the day off school, but still, like... <laughs> Yeah. That's really rough. There were a couple of uh, women in high school who got pregnant, and I think that they were put on some level of leave, sort of, you know, just to sort of do that. Um, I mean, again, my school, my high school was very progressive, but it also did. Mine was not, as you could tell. Yeah, Yeah, that's a crazy story. I mean, I mean, but, also growing up, like the N word was thrown around, like. Oh, I mean, from yeah, white, I, I, from, like I, white people's mouths all the time, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just my school was definitely like a small town white, and don't get me wrong, there was so many people that were progressive, and I did like the theater department, yeah. so like, uh, so I was like surrounded with the people who weren't like that, obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there was plenty of people who weren't, and you know, but yeah, I think. Probably most of my school are like now Trump supporters. Yeah, I, I think I think um, <laughs> I think our time of growing up. I mean, even though we're a few years apart from each other, I think our time of growing up was just extremely misguided, and I think yeah, that's one thing that we could yeah. definitely relate on, regardless to where we come from. Is like. I know that even though my school had the best intentions, there were a certain le- there's there was a certain level of like fear mongering happening where it's mm-hmm. like okay if you don't use a condom you're gonna get a girl pregnant yeah. immediately and then like you're gonna like the rest of your life is gonna be shit. Yeah. Yep. And I was always like, well, like what the fuck? My parents did a thing and they're fine. You yeah. Know what I mean? think about Jadian. Yeah. Like she has two adult children and both of them are like thriving and she's thriving. And- yeah. You know, it's fine. There was a lot of shaming going on regardless to whether I, I feel like I feel like I could speak for both of our experience when I say that like there was a certain level of shaming happening on both ends, you know, and then and then there was the talk and there wasn't just the talk of like the birds of the bees and then we talked about sexuality and then it just turned into a whole other thing, you know mm. what I mean? So yeah. And there was a lot of bullying around sex as well. Like, oh, if yeah. there was like a promiscuous girl because I was very innocent in high school, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had sex with my boyfriend when I was 16 going on 17 before that I had a million boyfriends and when they would try to kiss me I would break up with them (laughs) and like go on to the next until he tried to kiss me like I was very very innocent yeah um until my first kiss and then I was you you felt the fire (laughs) gung-ho 
Oh my god, did that rent do you want to hear a funny story? Absolutely. Okay, so I had really red hair growing up. Um and the boys in my class used to call me Firecrotch. And wow. I Wow. I would I don't know why I would get so upset about it, but I would get so mad. Mm-hmm. And and also because like my hair was brown down there, so I just I thought I was like fuck off and like not that it would have been a problem if it was red but I just it was something that really bothered me so one day one day they were like at the lunch table and they were like calling me fire crotch like from across the room and I ripped out some of my pubic hair and I slammed it on the table no way and I said I'm not I said I'm not a fucking fire crotch See, this is what I mean. You do this thing during these, like, things where you, like, I'm not prepared for what you're going to say, and you throw a game changer in the mix, and I respect the fucking shit out of you for it. Well, because I also remembered that, like, one day I asked one of them for a piece of gum, and he, like, like, he, like, gave me a piece of gum, and he put his pubes in it. What? Like, in the wrapper. Why? So I remember thinking to myself, this is not only for the fire crotch this is for that as well like i didn't put it in my mouth or anything but i, of course. I remember being like to- so embarrassed <laughs> and so i was just like fuck all y'all and i just did it and i just slammed it down Game while changer. they were eating and they were all like oh! <laughs> i've never been oh my god i've never been that bold with like that area in my life like i feel like i grew up with like cock dysmorphia or some shit like that. You know really? what I mean? Like, I just, like, I never, like, I was never, like, a confident person. Like, even if I had the opportunity to pull my pubic hair off and show someone that I was not what they say, that I would have just <laughs> ate it. I would have been like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just fire. And then they just it. continue to call me fire. So <laughs> it didn't really work. But I felt super proud of myself. So it worked in, like... Taking my power back. Well, I fuck guess. yeah! I'm gonna choose yeah. you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know? Fuck yeah! But they still called it. Called me. <laughs> well, mm. kids are fucking merciless. Like they're. Oh my god. No, yeah. but you think it gets better in high school, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Well, yeah. It's just more refined madness, if you will. But, but yeah, sex education was progressive and cool and everything. But like, I always questioned a lot of things that I heard, as I'm sure you did, um, and. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, I, I, I always wondered so much more about it, but I also felt like my questions in class always often got me in trouble, like, mm. you know, you're asking too much too soon, like, or, like, that's not a thing, so I definitely relied on, as most misguided youth did, on stories, mm-hmm. rumors, and, like, shit like that, so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Which, were like, God, I, if I can go back in time, I would slap the shit out of myself and be like, read a book. Yeah. Like, do a thing. Yeah. I would say read the internet, but back then it was, like, not no. that, I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't, like, a thing. Also, you know I mean? like, a- AIM chat rooms. <laughs> Stop it. Don't even get me started on fucking 27 that. female. Uh, <laughs> ASL, ASL. ASL, ASL. Um, have you watched, um, what's the Hulu one where... Oh, God. Um, Pen 15. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. You would love it. Really? It's exactly how we grew up. Do you know about it? No, I don't. I'll okay, have to check so it out. Okay, so it's these two um, female comedians, and they basically said to this writer, like, they wrote the script, and they're like, how are, like, how would we play our 
12 or 13 year old selves like how would we do that with a cast of 12 and 13 year olds oh my god like you know like how is that possible and the director was like just do it so the whole cast is real 12 13 year olds and then you have like two 30 somethings playing 12 and 13 year olds oh my god and they're like like the AIM uh-huh. and just exactly the same way we grew up like on their phones talking to each other like right, right, right. mom don't pick up like you know like, uh, and it is so good yeah, it yeah. just got renewed for season 2 and it's just and it's a lot of like sex stuff and yeah. like Oh, it is so good. You have to watch it. I will. I mean, honestly, I feel like as an actor, I would love to play myself as a young kid. And they do such a good job. Like, you're like, you forget that they're like, however old they are. (laughs) And they're definitely like in their 30s, but like, you kind of forget. Of course. And I didn't know that going into watching it. Right. So I was like, okay, I recognize that these people are not 12 and 13. What's happening here? But it didn't freak me out in any way. I was just like... And then I read about it, and I was like, sick. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I get it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so we went over sex ed in school. Okay, so what about TV shows, movies, songs that, like, impacted your sexuality or, like, taught you something? Um, I actually also wrote this in my high school girl chat. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, just, like, give me some ideas. Because I thought of a few, but I was just like, oh, like, you know, am I missing any... And one of my friends wrote, dating talk with Keely. And then she wrote, just Keely Ryder in general. <laughs> Which made me laugh so hard because I was right. always just the one that was just like <laughs> I, talking about sex. I grew up with a lot of like movies from the 80s. And like I always fantasized the, frankly, the <laughs> the women in the movies like Phoebe Cates and Fast Times and Richmond High or okay. Elizabeth Shue in The Karate Kid. And again, whatever. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of other movies that have enticed me, but, like, I remember specifically growing up with these movies and being, like... Or even, um, I don't know the actress's name who's in uh, The Goonies, but the redhead. Oh, my mm. God. I loved her. She was, like, just, like... Like, when she called out for Brad, I, like, imagined her saying, like, Jay, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, so pathetic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of, um, movies like that, um, I don't know. Any, I, I was such a, like, empathic, emotional, like, kid. So, like, a lot of things, like, a lot of R&B hits, like, hit me, like, real super mm-hmm. hard, like, Joe, all the things your man won't do. Like mm. I put that on the other day. I was hanging with uh I was hanging with Charles and Will. Oh my god. And I put this on and he was like and there and it's funny because Charles he's a he's a musician. His episode is coming right after this one. Exactly. So stay tuned. Stay tuned because <laughs> Chuck is the man. Uh but yeah, I put this song on and and the room stopped and 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 Charles and Will were like, yo, like that's a fucking thing. Like Casey and JoJo, all my mm-hmm. life. Like those peaches I, and cream. Oh my god! Stop with the peaches and cream. That was yeah. one of my suggestions. <laughs> I love that. So all these songs like made me feel so much. Um, what was the other? Oh, next to close, feel a little poke. Oh my god! On you. I love that. I love that. So you want to know a funny story about sure. that? So um. <laughs> Me and my sister were in the same ballet class at the time that that song had come out. And, like, I didn't know what Feel a Little Poke was at the time. Again, like, I, I was, didn't either. Yeah, like, so we did, like, a 
a sexy dance to that song and showed it to our ballet class. Like, and we were like, can we show this, like, dance we made up? And, like, the teacher was like, sure. So we, like, put that song on. And right. we did it in front of the whole class. And then they, like, talked to my mom after and was like, um, can you just, like, make sure they don't pick, like, such a sexual song next Right, time? right, 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 right. <laughs> so that's funny. But as far as, like, TV's movie shows for me or TV shows and movies and songs. So I'm going to go a little bit farther back. Really? Do you remember the Ninja Turtle movies with, like, there were actors in the turtle suits? Yeah, of course. Like, uh, okay, yeah. So I was so attracted to Raphael that I, like, at sleepovers, like, even though I was a super girly girl, like, had a Raphael pillow and a Raphael, like, sleeping bag. And I would literally, like, make out hard with it like so (laughs) hard like just every night like in my bed just like kissing my pillow to Raphael the turtle for such a long time that's so crazy because a Raphael was my favorite character in the entire world (laughs) and b also April O'Neil yeah she would totally get it also redhead which is really weird I feel she's like petting him him yeah yeah especially after he got jumped that was so fucked up yeah 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 exactly so that's my like early on memory and then later in life I don't know when Pleasantville came out the movie with Reese Witherspoon when she's young yeah 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 or whatever but a parent took me and a couple friends to see that movie and we ended up Getting to the tub scene where the mom is masturbating for the first time. No way. I've never seen that movie, so that's crazy. Oh, okay. So it's crazy because it's very real, and it's like this, like, Brady Bunch mom, and she starts touching herself in the bathtub, and it's a pretty long scene of her um, masturbating. No way. And, like, the mom, like, took us out because she was like, okay, this isn't appropriate for their age or, like, whatever, and also, like, she was the only parent for, like, kids that weren't hers. Right. So she's just like, okay, girls, we gotta go. And I remember, like, like turning back and, like, watching... And, like, backing up and, like, watching it. Like, <laughs> because I had done that all my life. Like, as, you, as I told you earlier, like, yeah. I was masturbating at such a young age. And then that's when it really clicked for me that, like, oh, I'm doing something sexual. Right, right. Um, so that movie to me was a big eye-opener in that sense. Um, right. As far as, like, masturbation. And then... I'm trying to think, like, what taught me about sex as far as TV and movies. I feel like I was, like, turned on by, like, Love and Basketball, the movie. Like, when they're, like, playing, baske- like, strip basketball. Yeah. Um, that was, like, a big one for me. Right, right. Um, do I have anything? Uh, yeah, but the Pleasantville was like that big moment for me. You know what was fucking wild though, and I have to bring this up because I'm. F- I mean, it's just like it was such a wild movie, American Pie. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's that true. movie was beyond anything that I expected. I was so young back then, like, and, yeah. and, and I remember, I wasn't even old enough to get into the movie theater, I feel yeah. like I remember well, cause that. because I was, like, rated R, so we were, like, we were a little older then. Yeah, like, I I was just shy of being able to watch that movie, yeah, like, 16, yeah. 17, yeah, maybe same. 15, yeah. earliest, but yeah, it, it, was, it was like, oh my god, you're watching this dude... And there's a masturbation scene in that, too, isn't there? Oh, the dude fucks the pot. No, I meant, like, with a girl, though. 
Oh, yeah, 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 with, yeah. Um, like, with the a, hot girl in his bedroom or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And he yeah. shows, like, webcam her. Yes, it's like, by the yes. way, don't do that shit, okay? That's really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie would not translate very well today in 2020. No, absolutely not. But, like, what But a, it did teach our whole, like, age a lot. Yeah, um, like, I, I don't... <laughs> what was that, like, whole thing that they had, like, the, 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 the one character was, like, running his mouth on, like, oh, like, we need to, like express our, like, sexual prowess and blah, 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 and we will get laid. And oh, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah. I need to do that. And I'm also like, I've never done that before. Because, like, that the most I've ever done in my life yeah. was make out with someone, maybe maybe touch the outside of a... Uh, of a uh, uh, pants of yeah. uh, vagina, <laughs> like, and then we all learned that the band geeks were getting it laid way before we were. For real, we were. Yeah, listen, band geeks. <laughs> I'm sorry, we and it was up. true. It was true though. In my high school, it actually was true. It, no, it was true in mine too. Absolutely. What did they have that we didn't have? They were more comfortable with themselves than we were. That's true. Yeah. It's like, true. We just put on airs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We like, I'm so like, fucking cool. Yeah, I do this oh, and that. I'm so hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With my like, fucking, I definitely dress better than they do. Yeah, like, with my time. perm and my, like, spaghetti strap t shirt and braces. <laughs> oh my I'm God. so fucking hot. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, so, like, later in life, have you watched um, Masters of Sex on, I think it's Showtime? No, 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 no. So, Masters of Sex is, I didn't like learn anything crazy like from the show but i did learn about like dr masters and like how they studied sex back then and Mm. like how he really was literally like studying people have sex and all these things and yeah that was pretty cool to watch um i i really highly suggest that show it got a little weird like towards the end and i think that's probably why it got like canceled and then it was rushed to end and like they jumped years i don't i I honestly don't remember because i think i only watched like the last season once and was like what the fuck but either way like the first couple seasons were great in my mind and then it something happened i don't know what let me ask you this did you ever get down with the nymphomaniac movies no holy shit i didn't yeah they they that was a whole process where they went through and they had the acting in it is so intense yeah like so intense like obviously they had these like stunt doubles where like they were doing like they had very like well-maneuvered tactics to portray this sex, but, like, it 100% looked like these characters were, like, looked like this one character was sucking a dick in the bathroom or in the train station. Like, it was, like, a lot, a lot. I highly suggest those movies for sure. Okay. And, I mean, we have to... We probably should talk about Secretary. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, It's been a minute since I've seen that movie. same. And I know there's, like, some problems with it, and I haven't watched it in years, so maybe we shouldn't hit on that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think it's, like, worth mentioning to the audience. What about, what about, what about, what about kids? Kids? I don't think I know that. Oh, my God. Okay. That's a very dark movie. It's on the level of, like, Requiem for a Dream, but, like, it's, like, very much so rooted in, like, what drug, sex, and alcohol kind of, like go over with one another and like STDs and it's a definite recommend for those but it's not for the faint of heart oh my god 13 shut up I love that movie I love that movie yes so good yeah I forgot like that I don't know how that popped into my brain but oh yeah 13 was a good one too yeah for sure 13 was like 
made me want to be a bad girl. Yeah, movies are yeah. so um, influential on what we do in life and music and everything. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say that we are very much so loaded with movies and music that, like, made us move and do and things. And music you know? videos. And oh, yeah. Like the thong that. song? Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> that was over the top. <laughs> oh, and it's so funny that, like, Cisco is a gay guy and just, like, doing that, like, thong song video. He did it well. Which is probably why the girls were dancing their asses off. They were probably having the times of their life. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, like absolutely. having so much fun. I typically request that at pretty much every wedding that I go to. Yeah. And I always either get it or get in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so, talking about music videos, we could talk about, like, MTV shows, like, Undressed. Oh, my God. Real World, World Rules. Um, Real World definitely was very sexual. Um, even, um, what was the one where they, like, re- Room Raiders. Room Raiders was a big Room one. Room Raiders was also very sexual. Like, all of those were. I would say Catfish is a thing, but it wasn't. No. no. <laughs> that came later in life, and that's not very, that, it's not very sexual. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always, there's always, like, sexual connotation in it, but then it's, a like, A little oh. bit, but it's mostly about, oh, shoot. It's mostly just about, like, people being, like... Bamboozled. Bamboozled and, like, almost bullied. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing. It's not funny, but it is funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so where did sex education, like, fail you as far as, um, you know, school, parents, like, whatever? Well, I think my religious background taught me about abstinence only, Mm -hmm. and that really sucked. I didn't like that at all. It also made me, um, betray myself in sense of my body and, like, exploration, because I feel like when you're really free and you, I mean, obviously over time as a kid into being an adult, like you learn that over time, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like, um, that sort of stunted my growth and also, um, male birth control. That was a big way that I feel like sex ed like failed me because it's like, look, and this goes back to the, my point of exploration, like. If you choose not to have children or you want to be a responsible adult and not do a whole thing, then by all means, like, get a vasectomy or, like, mm-hmm. explore the options of, like, male birth control. Another way that sex education failed me is I feel like everyone knows that, like, orgasms come from physical stimulation, but, like, why didn't they teach me about my fucking prostate? <laughs> like, what the fuck, yo? Like... Uh, it's great. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I, 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 I personally. Because so many people back then were homophobic. And yeah, and I fucking it. hate them for yeah, it. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't hate anyone. You know what I mean? I just yeah. hate the prospect of like that not being an option. It's yeah. not fair. Like, it it stunted my growth as a man. Like, I feel like, and for whatever, whatever. Like, I just like, why would you deny me that level of like pleasure? pleasure? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which is another thing that my play touches on. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the production itself touches on. And it touches on many things, but, like, why would you deny me that? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you put me in a box and, like, say that's not okay because you might be gay as a result, which, by the way, fuck that noise. Yeah, seriously. You know? And also, yeah. why would you not teach me about how I, outside of condoms, can contribute mm-hmm. as a man to, as an identifying man, to, to 
be just as much a part of that physical process of like not procreating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why do women have to take birth control? Why do women have to get an IUD? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why can I be a part of that? You know what I mean? Why didn't mm-hmm. you teach me that rather? You know, so I feel like that's where that failed me. I, I just, it really, as an adult, I, I thought back on that and I really feel disappointed that someone was like, hey man, listen, like there are ways that you can be a part of this process. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have her wreck her body with hormones, you know, because obviously this goes without saying, like, every woman responds differently to hormonal treatment and all this other stuff. And it's just like, why why, why can't I be a part of that? Why yeah. can't I contribute towards that? So I don't know. That's where I feel about that. And also, like, uh, sexual identity. Mm-hmm. Like, as I said in uh, our first podcast that we did with each other that I identify myself as a fluid person like yeah no one ever taught me that that was okay yeah absolutely so it was like you're a man this is what you have to do this mm-hmm. is what you are and like this is what you need to be and I'm like fuck that shit yeah fuck that shit you know what yeah. I mean so that's where I feel like it failed me what about you um I feel like sex ed failed me as far as um when you're a young woman you're taught to please your man and uh it was never about my pleasure it was only about pleasing a man and never about what feels good for the woman Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of women have trouble saying what they want saying how they feel Mm -hmm. And then um, the other part is consent. I never learned about consent. I had some scary times when I was younger that I look back on and I'm like, well, I could use the word rape for. Right. And, you know, you know what I mean? And things like that. So I think, yeah, consent is the biggest one that failed me because mm-hmm. I didn't even know the word consent and I think obviously the Me Too movement have, has brought all of this up but I mean I never talked in therapy about my experience where I do feel like I was raped mm-hmm. um, I never thought to even think about it as rape right and um, yeah I still have trouble calling it that word, to be honest. Right. And, um, because it was one of those scenarios where you say no, 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 and then you just give up and you're like, all right, whatever, let's do this, I guess. So there was like some sort of consent there. So I have trouble saying the word rape, but I also feel like it is in that, like that was sort of the scenario, right? Right. Like, I said no a bunch of times and moved from the couch to the bed and was followed and blah, 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 and was just like, all right, fine. You know what I mean? So I mean, I know I don't know what you mean. I'm so sorry to hear that. No, it's fine. I mean, I'm okay with talking about it. I've talked about it in therapy and things like that. But, um, yeah, so I just feel like that's definitely where it failed me is consent. Right. Yeah. And, and And I... actually agree with you to your point about consent and and I, and I know that's something we wanted to get into because that's mm-hmm. such a big thing I always felt my mother taught me well in regards to being um you know how do I say this she always taught me to respect women you know and mm-hmm. so I was always conflicted growing up because I had male figures in my life tell me Oh man, this is how you're gonna do it, man. You know, just women like like women like it when you do it this way, man. When you like, 
you know, they like strong men. And I'm like, no, 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 man. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. So I always grew up with this like toxic um, stuff in my body where I felt pressured to make these decisions. But also like when I like I would never even do that. Like it just never even crossed my mind to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, well, I also think that's because of what your mom taught you, you know, like, and you're, you, you respect your mom more than you respect these guys. Of course. So it's always in the back of your mind, even if you maybe got into like locker talk or yeah. whatever, but locker talk is a great way to put it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But at the same time, you probably didn't, you know, do that when you were with a woman. I always struggled with that. And there were often times where I would feel like I would just run away because, the experience for me was better not had than to have under such circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been put in a very, a couple different sticky situations and not to get too serious, but like where I was proposed to be this person where I would take advantage of somebody. And I just was like, no man. Yeah. It's not a fucking thing. Like mm-hmm. I would never fucking do that. So I, I just, I always struggled with the concept of consent, not because I didn't know what it was, but I also knew that, like, my mother and strong female uh, family members and people in my life always taught me to respect women and, like, Mm -hmm. do things a certain way and to listen and to love genuinely and to care genuinely. But also, like, I had a lot of male figures that were just like, yo, man, like, that makes you weak. Right, right. You know, so it was always just, like, the toxic masculinity struggle, but... I'd like to think that that has changed a lot. Sure. And I'm hopeful yeah. <laughs> that it has. Yeah. Um, For sure. And I know when I've had young people on the podcast, I do feel like they have a better grip on consent than we ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nowadays teens are a little less innocent than we were because of the internet and porn and things like that yeah but i do believe that they're way more educated on consent and um important things right and speaking of consent i just want to say harvey weinstein as an actor i want you to fucking rot in jail me too 23 years and i pray for more for did they say if he's still gonna get indicted in oh no he's done he's done apparently oh they're not moving him to california I don't know what... He's been sentenced to a New York jail. I know, but I'm saying, are they still going to try him in California and get extra years? I, I hope to head damn hell it is. Like, me too, me yeah, too. That's why know, I was, I all was the like... Things, I mean, so, um, either way, he's going to die in jail, so I'm happy, but I yeah. do I do, <laughs> I do want um, him, the the women in California to be able to speak at, Absolutely. at a trial. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. By, by all means, I hope that all the men and women, because yes, I know that yes. there's some men too, yes, yes. but Good I hope point. all Good the point. people that were affected by the situation um, get to speak their voices, but Harvey Weinstein rotten fucking hell. Yeah, you can die in jail, I'll say it. Yeah, I hope they uh, take you for a ride like you took everyone else for a ride, you piece of shit. <laughs> fucking piece Sorry, of shit. oh my god, I just was so thrilled when I saw that in the internet today, I was like, Me great, too. like the world. Good news in 2020. Yeah, no, exactly, like what is that a thing? But no, oh yeah, man. consent is... Now, like, it's so funny because I'll go on dates now Mm -hmm. and, like, like my last date that I went on a hinge, like, I wouldn't do anything without asking and it's so bizarre to get met with this level of, like, it's okay, you didn't have to do that. I was like, no, I do, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's not because I deserve a gold star or any of that shit. (laughs) It's more just, like, I'm just gonna ask your consent. And I've also had... So I have a tattoo on my chest 
And I, sometimes I'll wear shirts where, like, it's open and, like, you yeah, can kind of yeah. see it. And I've had women be like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, jokingly, like, hey, it's 2020. Like, you can't really fucking do shit like that. Like, yeah. I would appreciate it if you just asked me to touch me. <laughs> but it's I just so in- tried to touch him. <laughs> That's okay, though. Like, <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> Wow. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, and, and there were moments where I felt bad about saying that to someone. Well, I mean, I also feel like you can't really joke about it because you're a man and like we're allowed to joke about it. But yeah. like, most women have the experience that I've had in their life. Yeah. So it's also like, well, don't really joke with me about that as, as a man. Like, yeah. That's how I feel. No, I mean, yeah, but I also feel like it's important to be Not saying to... every woman feels no, that way. No, of course. Or, I mean, you know... I personally feel like it's And there's also... definitely a lot of men that had the experience. I'm not saying that, like, men can't have... Or haven't had that experience. I don't right. want that to come off that way at right. all. Because that's totally not true. But right. I do feel like women, obviously, with the statistics and everything... Uh, obviously have had of course. way more of those experiences. I feel like that goes with that saying, but it's so funny because I had this one experience when I was at a party and this one woman grabbed me by the crotch while we were dancing and I didn't want that. And so I was like, hey, what are you doing? Like jokingly, like trying to blow her off. She did it again. And then she did it again. And then she called me, a, she called me a nasty word that I can't even say right Con? now. Huh? No, no. Uh. Cunt is... Wow, I didn't even want to say that either, but uh, <laughs> she called me a derogatory term that I just, I can't even repeat right That's now. That's fine. And please, uh, please don't. she was like, oh, what are you, this? And I was just like, no, I'm not that. I didn't ask you to touch me. Please get the fuck away from me. Oh, I know what she said. Yeah, it was the the, 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 the F word, okay. not fuck. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and I was just like, and the first thing I thought to myself after was like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then I was like, wow, this is a small taste of what it's like to be a woman. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And, yeah. And I'm sorry that happened, you know? No, it's okay. I mean, like, you know, it's not okay. But at the same time, I was also like, I was proud of myself for putting my boundary in front of me and her. But I also like, just like, it made me reflect and appreciate that uh, I don't have the same journey. Mm-hmm. But I also like because of that I will always step up and defend and yeah. you know put myself on the line for anyone who's being wronged in that way absolutely so, yeah all right well I feel like we should maybe end with a game to yeah, let, to lighten things up yeah so let's well um tell everyone one more time about the show uh the dates the theater one more time right so uh the company is called brunch theater company and the show is at the Caveat in the East Village. And um, we are doing the next two weekends of March. We skip the last weekend, and then we do the first weekend of April. Maybe after that it gets picked up and we can do more. But otherwise, uh, oh my god, I love you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, so it's just about sex education. There are seven different plays, and it's brunch, it's booze, it's sex education, and it's super lovely and lively. Yes. So, yeah, do it. Now it's time for some games. All right, so let's do some proceed with caution or deal breaker to end it out. Yes. I feel like we got real serious, which is great. I mean, I'm loving it. But let's lighten things up and drink a little. Yes, cheers. Cheers. Okay. Clink. Ooh. 
Proceed with caution or deal breaker. Your date has the same name as your best friend. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> um. <laughs> Proceed with caution? Yeah, I'd be the same, but it would be really hard. Yeah. Like, but I mean, you know, it depends. Like, if you're, like, in love or whatever. Like, there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if it's just, like, a maybe, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> Proceed with caution across the board. Yeah. Your date uses an Android instead of an iPhone. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I have a friend... <laughs> who will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this, but, like, he legitimately was like... I, I used to be an Android person, and I switched over to iPhone, and he was like, you wait and see. You're going to get so many dates and have so many more things happen for you. And I was like, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if there's really much of a difference. So I'm going to say, uh, proceed with caution. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't make... But honestly, <laughs> it does... It, it infuriates me. When really? We, like, it does. Like, Jadian has a stupid galaxy or whatever the fuck and we argue about it all the time I'm just like, <laughs> I, like she goes to take a picture and i'm like let me just da- take the fucking picture because yeah, yeah, your yeah. phone is blurry yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you, literally all of your pictures are blurry <laughs> every single one but yeah okay proceed with caution or deal breaker their dating profile talks about how much they love black coffee I feel like proceed with caution because I don't understand why that's a thing. Just okay, so maybe that's like a question to ask a straight female. I suppose Because so. to me, it's a red flag. Really? Maybe not a deal breaker. Uh-huh. But I'm like, okay, he probably has no friends. And <laughs> that's so mean. I just feel like the type of profile that it's in has no pictures of friends. His mm-hmm. Instagram probably doesn't have any pictures of friends. Mm-hmm. It's like he like works hard at a job, probably like doesn't have like a core group of friends and just dates a lot. Right, right, right. Or he just like really has he's lactose intolerant, but even then that's not an excuse. No, it's not like... the black coffee, it's bragging about the black coffee. Oh, oh, well then yeah. Uh... It's not it's not the black coffee. Right, 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 it's right, right. The bragging of or like being like I'm, I drink black coffee. I'm so cool. Okay, yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um proceed with caution or deal breaker, your date is taller than you. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, I can't literally like, dated somebody taller than I'm, me, and I know, thought to myself, "I can't this is believe great. I wrote that down." No, it's okay. I mean, that, no, no, no. I don't have none of those answers. Are but I'm down. Let's do yeah, it. Uh, your date trashes their ex. Deal breaker. Deal breaker as well. Yeah, fuck you. If you have to trash your ex, listen. If you have your issues with your ex, by all means. But like, like, I don't need to hear about it. Yeah, especially not on a date or anything like that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, holy shit, that's a complete deal breaker because I've done that before on dates and I'm like, can you stop talking about this person? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about still good friends with their ex? Proceed with caution. Yeah, I don't care about that. I mean, I care to a certain extent. I want to make sure that, like, that shit's cohesive. And oh, not, yeah. Like, like, not... It's not even coming from a place of in- insecurity. It's just like, okay, well, that's going to make me feel something. And not because I feel jealous, but more just like... It's like if you have a if your relationship is clearly cool and yeah. cool, but if it's not, then like proceed with caution. Yeah. Um, they don't like animals. 
Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Tuna's in my bed every single night, so fuck off. Yep. Um, their dream is to get married in Vegas. Deal breaker. Deal breaker as well. Like what? What do you? What? What? What are you trying to achieve? I'm be on a farm with a bunch of kegs doing keg stands. I'm over, down. And we're not having sex the night of our wedding because I'm gonna be blackout. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can we high five to that? That's amazing. I know we did that before, but like, yes, it's like not tonight. But I'm telling you something, I'll drink plenty of fucking Pedialyte, and tomorrow, we're going to yep. get it on. Yep, maybe even in the morning if I feel like it. No, I'm saying it, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, they aren't good at texting. Proceed with caution. It's definitely proceed with caution, but it also makes me feel like, um, like, like he's just not into me, which do- isn't a good feeling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I always have to initiate, or I'm not getting a text back until... Like, the day after or whatever, yeah. I feel unwanted. And that doesn't feel good to me. Right. So, he could be like, I'm just really bad at texting back or, like, I'm, or I'm always busy or whatever. But I'm like, but that means I'm not a priority and I just, I for me, it is sort of a deal breaker. Because I want to feel right. wanted and good and I don't text that much, like, with someone I'm dating. So, right. for somebody to not text me back is, like... I'm not, like, a good morning, good night, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, for me, that's, like, sort of a deal breaker. Well, that's a two-part thing for me. Because if we're in a relationship and you're a bad texter, deal breaker. If you are, if we're dating and you're a bad texter, proceed with caution. I'll give space for that. Okay. Because, you know, there are times where I get caught up in my own shit. So, I understand. We're all busy. We live in New York yeah. City. And if it happens once, it's no big deal. But if it's continually happening and then I have a conversation with you and I say this doesn't feel good for me, yeah. and it still continues to happen, yeah. then I'm out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. Because I want to feel wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, he or she wants to be submissive and you the dumb. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm so going to drink. <laughs> I'm going to drink. I've actually, I've actually been talking about how I'd like to... <laughs> explore a little bit more being the dom i've tried it once and it didn't work for me but then i was like as i interview people on this podcast i recently had a girl on who like gets paid to dom and stuff like that and i was just like i really need to try it again like i did it one time like you know what i mean like yeah we're such a powerful woman i know but i do i mean deep I'm just submissive. Well, that's the thing. But obviously I want to explore it more. Yeah, there's the juxtaposition to like where you're like, okay, I am very dominant and forward and controlling in my life. So that's why I want to lose control. That's how I feel, yeah. Whereas like I feel like I am a strong, I don't know, I'm I'm a Libra. So like balance is everything, you know what I mean? So like I like to be in control, but I also like to be submissive. It just depends on the mode. Yeah. Um... He or she lied about their age. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Why? 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 Fuck you. Yeah. Like, no way. Um, they wanted an open relationship. Proceed with caution? Yeah, yeah, same. You know, I, 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 understanding why you want to do that and where you want to go with that, if there's clear communication, then I'm into it, but if yeah. not, it's a complete deal breaker. Yeah. Boundaries, like... Set them ahead of time. And yeah, we live go in for world, it. We live in the world of fucking sociopaths and psychopaths. Right <laughs> now. Everyone's doing the whole thing. Um, they ask you to pay half on the first date. Fine. Totally cool with me. Yeah. Um, they want you to wear a mask in the bedroom. 
my god. We've done this before. Have we? We said that one? Well, you said the burglars thing. And oh, the burglar. So, like, that involves a the mask. The burglar, yes. Um, <laughs> So obviously I'm down for it. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'm into it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> they order for you on the last or on the first date. Um, that's fine so long as we talk about it. Yes, that's what I always say too. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise, like, don't talk for me because I won't talk for you. I would never <laughs> yeah. do such a thing. When I was working as a server, actually, I um would. It's so ridiculous. There would be this old-fashioned practice of the man ordering for the woman. Yeah. And I would immediately acknowledge, turn to the woman, and be like, is that what you want? In <laughs> front mean, of it. And it would make him feel so uncomfortable. Hopefully they, like, talked about it before, though. That's I've been on a date. That's wishful thinking. I've been on a date where we've talked about it before, and I've ordered the full thing, and then she leaves, and he's like, oh, okay, sweet. Like, yeah. you were, like, you know, whatever, like... I, I don't think there's any problem. I mean, of course there's not, but bottom line is is that you Unless wanted... you're like we sit down and she and you're like she'll have the steak and a red wine and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like, "No, I won't." Yeah. Then then uh, but I don't think people do that anymore. Is that a thing? Uh, is it? I mean, as somebody who works in the restaurant yeah, industry, I like I it's definitely still a thing. It's definitely prominent in like older couples where like oh, okay. someone will be like, "She wants this." And I'll look to her and be like, "Do you want that?" <laughs> How okay. Would you like that See, prep? I always just thought that was like not a thing. No, no. I, I mean, it, and it's a case by case scenario. I think ultimately it's an energy thing. Okay. But whenever I would roll the tables and be like, "Oh, so she wants to take in a glass of like Pinot Noir. Do you want that? Because yeah. I also interest you in like a Cabernet or something like that. Okay. Like just to give her the opportunity. But like some people are into that, and I can mm-hmm. feel that when she responds and she's like, "Hey, like this is what I." I'd like, mm-hmm. okay, great. But otherwise, like, when I see, like, the look on their face change, I'm like, no. Okay. You want the chicken. <laughs> um, last one. They have cuckold fantasies. Or fetish, I should say. Not fantasy. Uh, proceed with caution. I'm all for it. You want to watch me fuck other people? Please. I mean, listen, I, I mean that in terms of, like, I'm okay with it. I just want to, like, make sure that this is a safe space type situation. Like, <laughs> Of course, always. Well, also, like, the cuck holder, is that a thing? Is that how you say the person that's watching? Um, I'm not sure. Well, either way, the person who's watching, uh-huh. uh, sunglasses, and I don't want to see you doing anything. Otherwise, like, cool. Oh, I'm fine if you want to masturbate to it. That's fine, but okay. I don't want to see the masturbation because it fucks with my fucking focus. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, the threesome I had, she sort of had a cuckold. So she was, like, at one point not participating. And at, and then I, like, reached over and tried to, like, help her out. And she was like, no, 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 you're good. Right. And then I was like, all right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess, I guess I'm okay with it. It's just, like, the circumstance is everything. It's not necessarily about the, the person watching because I was in a situation involved with a uh, a married couple. Okay. And, um, you know, everything was pretty much known about on both ends. Like, they both communicated to each other everything that happened between us. But it was always separate. But then he wanted to incorporate himself yeah. in watching. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm down. But, by the way, 
I don't want to see your eyes and I don't want to see your cock and I don't want to see any of the things. I just want you to be there and I want to be able to focus on what I'm doing. Right, right. For sure. Mom, dad, I'm so sorry. They're not listening, <laughs> well, hopefully, right? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you again for having me over and over again. Like, yeah. I love it. And so when I release this episode, I will put his show in the show notes. I will also, on my Dating Talk with Keely Instagram, at Dating Talk with Keely, I will tag Jay, and he has tickets available in his Instagram bio, mm-hmm. um, and I will add that to my Instagram post as well, so everyone go buy tickets and enjoy the show. Yeah, come see what uh, real sex education is all about, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.